0: Welcome to 12 Minutes of Dauntless Commentary on Widely Unaccepted Truth from God's Word. Hang on to your Bible. I am Elsie Breeden, and this is Audaciously Unpopular. I am sure that you have heard God referred to as Father. Maybe you have even heard the phrase or the name Abba, Father, This is in scripture several times, and we're going to explore this whole idea a little bit today of that he's not just father in relationship, but he's father in position. In Mark chapter 14, verse 36, this is while Jesus is in the garden of Gethsemane before his crucifixion, and he is praying that if it is the will of God And he says, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And in Mark chapter 14, verse 36, he addresses the father as Abba father. And it shows the relationship that Jesus has to the father because he has that familiarity with him, that closeness, that relationship to be able to refer to him as Abba father But also in this prayer, in this moment in the garden, it shows that he is father in position because Jesus recognizes the authority that the father has over his life. He he knows throughout the Gospels, Jesus says over and over and over again that he is sent by the father and that whatsoever words he speaks is what the father speaks through him. And that he is about the Father's will. And he is here to do the Father's business and all of those things. And here in the garden, he again recognizes the position and the authority of the Father. And he says, if there's any way to do this, is if there's any way to redeem the people other than me going through this and other than me being a sacrifice, then by all means, please, let's choose option B. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will. He refers to the position and the authority of the Father, and he recognizes that, that the Father has the final word. In Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 through 7, But when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. This is getting into The position of being a son or a daughter of God. There is a position to this. To be able to say, Abba, Father, we must be in position, receiving the adoption, being cleansed by the blood, being washed and forgiven and made new. Then his spirit in us cries out, as Jesus did in the garden, Abba, Father, and there's that recognition of the position and again of the relationship because this is where the relationship begins as the father we broke his law he had the the standard of holiness and the standard of righteousness and there's no way that we could measure up to that as the father his position he demands a certain standard he demands holiness he demands perfection and That was lost, and there's no way for us to gain it back. And so, he sends Jesus from his position as father, he sends Jesus to restore the relationship. Only someone in the position of father can restore relationship. Think about the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15. He comes back to the father after being gone, after squandering all of his money and all of his wealth. He comes back to the father, and his mindset is, I'm not going to ask to be restored as a son, but I will be a servant. However, the father greets him and restores him to sonship. He says, the son says, I'm not worthy to be called your son anymore. I'll just be your servant. And the father restores the position and restores the relationship there. He's the only one that has that authority to change and to reconcile. And so God the Father sends Jesus, His Son, to restore that relationship so that we can recognize His position but also have that relationship with Him, that we are no longer a slave, but we are a son or a daughter. In Romans 8, verses 14 through 17, Paul writes, For all who are being led by the Spirit of God... These are the sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery, leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption, by which we cry out, Abba, Father. Again, there's that relationship. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children... Now we're getting to the position, if children heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if we indeed suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. Again, there's that, that phrase, that Abba Father, he is Father in position and relationship. Relationship because we have been adopted. And like it said in Romans, not receiving the spirit of slavery leading to fear, but receiving the spirit of adoption. And we can recognize and have that closeness with him to be able to cry out, Abba, Father. But then also our position that we are heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. And here's the unpopular part. Here's the part we don't want to talk about, but it says, if we indeed suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him, being an heir of of God and a fellow heir with Christ is not all rainbows and glory. But we suffer with him. That's part of the relationship. That's part of experiencing him. And experiencing life with him is suffering with him. In John 15, 18, Jesus told the disciples, If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. In 1 Peter three fourteen, Peter writes, But even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you are blessed and I know you're like what wait what if I suffer because I was right to somebody because I did the right thing for somebody and I suffer for that you're saying I'm blessed yes because that's part of experiencing the relationship Matthew 10 verse 32 Jesus says therefore everyone who confesses me before men I will also confess him before my father who is in heaven being identified with him Standing with him, proclaiming him, declaring him, being bold about it, not being ashamed of the gospel, not being ashamed of what he's done for us, but confessing him before men. That means testifying of him and saying, I know who the father is and he has adopted me and I have went from a slave to a son or a daughter of God. That's the relationship. That's that's the position like we, we have to we have to look at it both ways. We can't just try to take advantage of the relationship and get everything from him without realizing the position that he's in means that he is Lord of our lives, that he is sovereign in our lives, that he has control in our lives and that we just surrender and trust. Our job is to surrender and trust One of my favorite conversations that Jesus had with his disciples is in Matthew chapter 7, verses 9 through 11. And Jesus is talking to his disciples and he he starts asking them questions. And I think they're so funny. Um, But he says, if if one of you, your son comes up to you and he asks you for bread, are you going to give him bread or are you going to give him a rock? Like, you know what? Which, which choice do you make here? And I just, I laugh whenever I read this because I can just imagine the disciples like side glancing at each other going like, are we supposed to answer this? Like I, it's the, the bread, we would give him the bread. And then Jesus continues with another question. And he says, or if he comes and asks you for a fish, will you give him a snake? And again, the disciples are like, um, like, are you serious right now? Like, wh- why are you asking us these obvious questions? But Jesus was making a point in that humor that we find there. Jesus was making a point. And he says in verse 11, if you then evil, sinful by nature, as you are, how know how to give good and it gives to your children. How much more will your father who is in heaven who is perfect give what is good to those who keep on asking him so jesus makes a point here about the father in heaven who is in position to provide for us but now a focus on the relationship if we as as limited sinful humans know that if someone asks for a piece of bread that it would be rude and just cruel to hand them a rock in that moment, if we know that, if we can get that, then how much more is the perfect Heavenly Father able to give us good gifts? So why are we wondering? First of all, I believe that we question His position. We we say, yes, He's Abba Father, but then we doubt That he is able. We question his position. And then secondly, we question relationship. That he is actually a father to us when we doubt that he will. I challenge you to look at your relationship with the father. And to evaluate if you are recognizing him in both position and relationship. And giving him the honor and the praise that he is worthy of. As Abba Father. As your heavenly father perfect in all of his ways and rejoice because he is taking care of you